0: So, how are we doing the uh, opening to this? While watching the movie, my interest was sapped because of this absolutely boring and sloppily
1: written crap.
2: (laughs) That's way more effort than Jason (laughs) has played into any (laughs) of his rhymes. There was more
1: acting in that than anybody but Peter Dinklage and Patrick Warburton in Uh, this movie. Are you saying Peter Dinklage acted in that film? No... (laughs) No, he acted more than everyone else. Fair, besides Patrick very Warburton. low bar.
2: Patrick Warburton yes. was the only person, and he was just being Patrick Warburton.
1: <laughs> Patrick Warburton puts goes a hundred for absolutely everything. Welcome, welcome right, to Rough welcome Cuts. To Golf Cuts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dogs,
1: they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon.
2: I mean, it's a good way to keep getting work. Just, yeah, he. That's fair.
1: Patrick Warburton's the only one that has to be hungry for it, I guess. <laughs> Which sucks! He's good! As like the official Kronk appreciator of this group,
0: <laughs> I would like to say more movies need Kronk.
1: They yeah. do.
0: Yeah.
2: This was an object lesson in that. Just put him in every shitty dog movie. He'll elevate them. Oh all of them. Yes. How's,
0: how's it going, everybody, by the way? This is Boyks. My co-host, Ilion, is here. Hello. And we also have a special guest, Evil Urchin. Hello. Uh, today, we watched Underdog. I'm sorry. More energy than the movie put into Underdog.
2: Yeah, I, I selected this one out of the list you gave me, and I, I apologize, but also condemn you for making me make that choice. <laughs> I
1: don't think you need to apologize. I think that this movie... Well, okay. I am both more satisfied with this film than most of our films and also less satisfied Mm -hmm. because it was close to being actually like decent, like good and it falls flat in the stupidest fucking ways. Yeah, there
0: there are some shining moments of pure inspiration and and like a little glint of something better. Warburton-ness. Yeah, and (laughs) then they just throw it away. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the only consistent thing about this film was its wasted potential. Mm-hmm. Yes yes mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a fucking great way to put it. Yeah. Oh my god
1: it's it's such a frustrating film because the fixes feel so easy. Yes like
2: well they probably had the fixes in there too. they just cut them out.
1: Yeah. And like, okay, I would, it would make sense if they're like, okay, we need this movie to be an hour 30 because this is going to be a family film. We absolutely want like six-year-olds to be able to last through it, so we it have a hard limit 30. of an <laughs> hour That's what I mean! We have like a hard minute of an hour and a half. They could have added ten minutes of film and got there, and that ten minutes probably could have gotten rid of almost all of our problems.
2: Because we finished the credits at like an hour 22 I think, so that it, means it's the an film hour, is...
1: Yeah,
0: it's like an hour 10 movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, hour, uh, maybe
2: a hour little 15, more Maybe hour, hour
1: 15 hour 18 or something. Yeah. Something like, like that. It's like yeah. 10, 15 minutes would have fixed like 90% of the problems that I had with this film. Yes. Which, Jesus Christ, how did they do that? And like, I... I... <sighs> the best things about it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the,
0: the... <laughs> somebody's so mad they're feeling <laughs> this. The, the one lesson from this film that we learned is that all dogs are bastards. Yes, That's all we need to know. obviously. A dab. Oh. A dab, everyone.
1: I'm dabbing right now. That's how you can tell it's a dab. I do have to admit, there is something that is really unique about dog movies. Yeah. That they absolutely hate dogs. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this a lot, but like every <laughs> dog movie hates dogs. <laughs> That's true. They either want to kill them, mutate them, or they portray them as like misogynist, gay, like gay bashing assholes. Like there's no
2: When do we get a dog that's nice? (laughs) I mean, maybe just working with dogs is that much of a nightmare that that's all they can really do. Just working with the dog in movies just makes you hate dogs. Did they work with dogs in this movie? They
1: just green-screened all of
2: them. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Underdog, the dog itself did do a couple of cute little... Like, they weren't, like, massive tricks, but he was doing things. Yeah, I guess. He did pull off his collar at one point. He, like, drug a carpet over some, like, destroyed things.
0: Yeah. And oh yeah. Was, there yeah. There was yeah. that scene too, where the dog like punched through a window and like twenty
1: cubicles <laughs> and killed a bunch of people in an office. That was a, that was just a real scene. The Man of Steel collateral damage scene was. I mean, as a we said, we thing. had Amy Adams. Yeah. 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 Amy Lois a- Lane and, was she, in this movie. and she was
2: Lois Lane again. She
1: was yeah. exactly that. It well, was a one-to-one on. Lois Lane.
2: Hold on. That would imply that she got any characterization whatsoever. That's true. Well, they made her a reporter who's a damsel in distress. Was yeah, she that's really like... even a reporter,
1: though?
0: She was and... the dog of a reporter for a school newspaper who didn't
1: do anything? She doggedly tracked down leads. Uh... Look, I'm gonna have to... Hey, listen, that's, that's
2: the level this film <laughs> Hold deserves. On. Hold on. Hold, Hold on. on.
0: We're gonna have to cancel the podcast. It's over. <laughs> Not with that.
2: Would Patrick Warburton have dropped that line? No. <laughs> no he wouldn't no, have, he that's... Wouldn't have. Mm,
1: that's fair okay uh, what would Patrick Warburton do is a good thing that we should think of all I, times
0: I kind of just want a supercut of all the the cronk scenes in this movie like put into Emperor's New Groove Oh man, <laughs> just like redub it it would be exactly the same yeah. literally exactly the yeah. same it's so good
1: Patrick Warburton uh... does not have range but he doesn't need it no <laughs> like the thing you that hire he does him to is be just par-
2: so good. Yeah, you hire him to be Warburton. Yes,
1: yeah, you so, hire him to be just a charismatic idiot, and it, he's perfect for it.
0: I, I guess I kind of want to talk about what Underdog is. Maybe some oh, people no, why? don't know. Oh, yeah. Know. Not, not necessarily <laughs> the, the movie. We don't have to talk about the movie. What's oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bullet dogs. Please. We don't want to do okay. that. We talk about the dogs, not the movies. So, movie. so oh.
0: Underdog oh. was a cartoon character... In the was it fifties sixties? is Yeah, great. it's really um, cool. it was. Yeah, it it may probably
1: be sixties. It was made 50s.
0: as a advertisement for General Mills cereal, uh, as a spoof mm-hmm. on Superman that would more likely appeal to children.
2: 1964 um, yeah. to 1973 by the way that's yep, yeah that's what and i was just I looking it up to
0: <laughs> i think there <laughs> yeah. was a revival either in the 90s or they just replayed old cartoons they
1: just replayed on, that's where i watched it, it. on cartoon yeah network. it was syndication it from was on nickelodeon actually forever yeah. yeah it was
0: on nickelodeon it was on cartoon network yeah. uh, it was one of the first shows on cartoon network before they even had mm-hmm. actual like television shows that they made like uh, dexter's lab was like that kids next door yeah. uh, space Ghost coast to coast uh, a bunch of those had earlier versions of their show, and Underdog was one of the ones that got played during that. So that was my introduction to the show. Uh, yeah, what it'd be I like the Rocky
1: and Bullwinkle block
0: kind of thing. It's exactly the Rocky and Bullwinkle block, which, oddly enough, a bunch of the actors in this movie went on to also make the Peabody and Sherman movie And Unsurprising.
2: Yeah, that's so, why that I picked Underdog, because I was familiar right? with it.
0: Uh, I heard Is that it was one good. good? I never watched it. Maybe that's something we should watch. It's a dog movie. I it it was... is.
1: Well, I've heard it was good
2: though.
0: <laughs> look, look. <laughs> we deserve good things sometimes. Come on.
2: You've, you've had too many good films recently, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of stretched it with Sonic, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Benji yeah. Benji the Hunted wasn't terrible.
2: Uh yeah. Well... If you're into wildlife photography, yeah. It I'm was, start- yeah, it was yeah. basically it's a wildlife film. It was fine. I, I'm starting to
0: question the Stockholm Syndrome of this, this <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but the point is, it's a serial mascot they made a film revival of in some capitalistic, narcissistic look at trying to start a new franchise. Well, it's right? funny
2: you say that because I just suddenly do want to go out and get some General Mills cereal for some reason after watching that. I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, that's true. There was, yeah, there were kind
1: of three real big actors, I guess, in this movie. I wasn't really fair before. There's yeah. Patrick Warburton, and, of course, Peter Dinklage does a little bit, and then yeah. the real heavy lifter is Cocoa Puffs Box,
2: because that was, that was <laughs> a lot of scenes.
1: I, I kept forgetting what was
2: happening
0: in the scene. I'm like, damn, I want some Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> there was a lot of breakfast scenes.
2: While well, watching it, like, we're not we aren't, we're not sure. not no. So... Whether yeah. that was actually paid advertising or whether that was a reference,
1: yeah, it's hard I, to tell. I was glad that you brought that up. Yeah. It's so hard to know if they were like because they they went through a checklist of we have to do everything that's in the Underdog comic, and so like they had all of like Raff the bad dog that's his enemy, and they had to have like all like basically they went through a checklist of every single character and made sure that they squeezed them in. I mean, sure they squeezed in his like really really, really ham-fisted rhyming thing. Yeah, it that was terrible bad.
2: blonde hair. Yeah, and they get, yeah, they get Patrick
1: Warburton some real awful blonde hair, like all of that kind of thing. Like, they did that whole stuff. They did the Simon Says thing for Simon Barstinister. Like, the, the yeah. villain character always did Simon Says this, and then they do things. Like, they did all that, but I just man, wish like...
2: Dinklage had been more, like, hammy.
1: If if Peter I Dinklage... wish the whole movie was yeah. yes if, if, if
0: that if was Peter the Dinklage problem was more Game of Thrones Peter Dinklage, this would have yes. been great. I mean to this be
2: fair, really I good. yeah I don't blame him for not really trying an underdog though. No, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it could have been something.
1: It could have been something. I. I... I feel like a lot of that isn't on Dinklage. A lot of that is on, like we were talking, it's either the, I don't know if it's the director or the editor that was the, like the
2: editors that I were the problem. I think everyone producers. shares sin here just on different fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
1: Like, Probably. There's, they do like little things where they have a transition where they do like a big U for the underdog. They do the underdog logo and it like swoops in very cartoony kind of comic booky. Yeah. But, like, that's the only transition that they use like that, and then all the other ones are really normal, and they do it a couple times, and it's like, why didn't they do more, like, pause it, like, a panel of a comic book and have, like, pages flip over? Like, well, they, they to be, like, just always a little bit more... Mm,
0: I don't... There ha, there might have been underdog comics, but the idea is it's a superhero movie, right? Yeah, yeah if, like, If like they're it's gonna spoof the... a superhero movie, they should go all the way.
1: Yeah, it was less about, like, that it's that it wasn't a comic, but more like just kind of making it about superheroes. Like, they needed to it needed to go a little bit more over the top because, like, they kind of lean a little bit hard into some of the things, like him doing the rhyming and some of the cheesiness of that, and, like, especially anything with Patrick Warburton, because Patrick Warburton's perfect for that kind of stuff. But, like, if they had gone just a tiny bit further, this would have been great in some ways. Like, there was a lot of Moments where I was like, oh, like, this is so hammy. Like, if they just acted it up a bit, it would be great. But then they just kind of left it
2: very under so, Like it's just... there were two checklists, I think, with this movie. Mm-hmm. One was a checklist that the people making the film had, which was just all of the generic crap we have to fit at some point in this film. Yep. The other mm-hmm. checklist is all the things they goddamn missed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh.
1: And there was a lot of stuff. Wow, there are so many things that were left on the cutting floor. Like there, you can tell too. Like you, you were saying you're like, I think that they just had these scenes and they were cut, and then mm-hmm. later on, it was made in incredibly obvious so Peter Dinklage I guess that we have to talk about the plot fuck um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage well, it won't has take his, long don't worry no no he has his lab blown up because he's this evil mad scientist which isn't really established what he wants to do other than make weird lab animals. genetic
2: engineering yeah, that's it which but like sure for Man's what best reason too. any yeah and yes Electric we Google didn't Google get the piss.
1: Look, you, if you there was if man's best friend, there was gonna be was a so
0: piss good. joke and there wasn't.
1: But, yeah, Man's um, Best Friend is
0: so good. Why isn't there a sequel? Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> anyway, he's got like his big government lab kind of thing or something, and he goes into it, kinda starts doing all this mutating stuff, mutates the dog into underdog, but then his lab gets blown up in and the cat dog. I just remember the cat dog. There was the yeah, cat dog. Yeah, he had dog. a cat dog in there. Yeah.
2: Dogs and the, and the dog that
0: pissed acid
1: and ate... Oh,
2: yeah. I was about to say, there was no piss joke in this movie. No, I, that's
1: what I would said. I'm like, you, we were all wrong. I, we thought that it would actually do the piss joke. I have never been
0: so disappointed in the lack of a piss joke <laughs> as underdog. Put that on the back of the box.
1: <laughs> it felt like it would have fit right in. Yeah, It, no, 100%, it really mm, felt like it slotted in. Yeah. But anyway, so they... They have this whole setup where he's got this lab, it blows up, and then he's mad that his lab blew up. And, like, they have him in the sewer making a new lab. And it's like, wait, like, was he working for somebody? Do they not have other labs? Like, what was his plan? Like, was this his own lab? Did he have, if he had his own lab, like, why didn't he have insurance? Like, there's none of this kind of stuff explained. Like, what was his plan of mutating Mm -hmm. these dogs? And then, like, near the end of the film, he goes to the mayor and he's like, yes, the city will pay for, like, not, not listening a, to me in the way that they've wronged me. And it's like, nobody from the city ever talked to this man. Ever. He also mentioned like he made a proposal. Yeah, well, that that was what I was going to say. Yeah. So we're like, this all has to be cut. But then he goes in and he's taking over the city and he goes and sees the mayor character. And he's like, you now have to listen to my proposal that I gave you. And it's like, what proposal? Like, And that's where it became crystal clear that it was cut, right? It was cut like, right out of they,
0: nowhere, yeah. Yeah, like this... Of the deleted scenes, like we didn't actually look at those. There, there might be some on YouTube or something. Is there but... a
2: director's cut of Underdog? Oh, oh my god! A director's I want a, I cut. I kind <laughs> of want to
1: see it. I kind of want to see it because it, be. it just there's so many things like that. Like I wish that I could get into all of them. There's so much stuff that this movie spends a really long time kind of meandering and getting to set things up, and then it's like, oh no, there's a bomb on the roof of the building. Hard cut to underdog flying to the top of the building, cutting the people uh, loose and then the bomb just being the fuse. Oh. And it's like ten seconds,
2: just zero tension. And that also brings me to another point. Molly and Polly. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell's
0: the point? Why yeah, were they, they, there? they were
2: <laughs> They were never set up in any they were there no. and the, that's it. They were there. They well, were you in the movie. don't need to set up female characters,
1: friend. Like, Look, isn't it obvious what they're there for? The
0: whole point of the women in this movie <laughs> Just, is to be ogled by the men and then taken as an object later.
2: That's yeah, it. that's yeah. literally all they did. That's Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: No joke. So they, well, then what's your problem? They did it perfectly. I don't yeah. understand <laughs> the issue.
0: Yeah, we need gay bashing. We need women to be objects you for know, men to ogle. And we to... need a dog they hit by a car. Now you have your perfect Disney film from the 2000s. <laughs> they were conservative. Family
2: family. They only threw in two gay bashing jokes. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. God, yeah. why did why did they always do that?
2: <laughs> because why do they always okay.
1: It's less it's about funny. okay. Can I can I put a different spin on it? Yeah. Not why. Okay, I mean obviously them doing it period is awful. I'm not trying to make a joke about that, but like, why is it waste a dog? <laughs> why did? Why is it always the dog that is like the sexist, misogynist, gay bashing asshole?
2: Easy, because it's it can be funny when the dog does it. Because oh, look at that dog! He's just a dog. <sighs> God, if a person is doing that, it like, yeah. becomes yeah. a little bit more problematic. They realize they know that it's bad, so they
1: have to put it mm-hmm. in the mouth of something that's cute. Yeah, yep. because yeah. they they're too fucking cowardly to do it themselves. It's totally the, they want to say it themselves real bad. They want to be able to make these jokes, but they know that they can't. So they have to, like, put it in the mouth of somebody else. Yeah. All
0: right. I'm going to make a list of things that this movie references when it doesn't mean to reference them. Okay?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So Man of Steel... Obviously. <laughs> uh, God, it was real dark when it snapped the net because that got Weiler near the end. <laughs> of yeah, the that, was,
0: that was not okay, but I understood the reference and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, there was American Werewolf in London.
1: With Can the... I pause for a moment, though, yeah. on the Man of Steel thing, though? Yeah. So, Zack Snyder actually watched this movie, though, Damn, right? He definitely. Just like Amy, so, Amy Adams, the actress who does uh, pa- Sweet Polly Purebred. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember which one, Molly, which one was Polly. Yeah. She was, and anyways, the dog version of the Lois Lane. She she's the Lois Lane in the Man of Steel movie. Like this mm-hmm. is just Lois Lane across all the franchises. Zack Snyder saw it. Anyways, go ahead. The other one was werewolf something. Uh, American Werewolf
0: than... in London, because oh, okay. of the really good joke about the cop that's doing the art of the person that saved Molly. Oh God,
1: yes, that was that was there was a good gag at the beginning there where they were good, just like visual gags in this movie a couple there were a of few. A couple. Someone yeah, describing how... Uh, yeah, they were describing yeah. how the girl had been... She was trying to describe how the dog had rescued her. And so they're like, oh, like, who rescued you? And she's like, oh, he was white. And they get into a weird racist there. White so for- yeah. occasion? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> But then she kind of starts, like, describing this dog. And they have a police sketch artist, and he just turns well, around to werewolf. That was it's such awful. a weird way
2: to segue into a cute joke. Yeah, Why? It's awful
1: because she's like, he was white.
0: Oh, so he was Caucasian. Uh, no, actually, he was brown. Ooh, don't like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they went into a weird way, but they kind of brought it back, I guess.
0: They kind of Although, brought it back a little. I but...
2: think what we can safely say is that anything that was good in this film, Patrick Warburton did it so that was probably his idea yeah yeah, oh yeah yeah, like 90 percent of this Um, another movie they reference
0: sherlock bones Mm Mm-hmm. for some reason even though we're the only people in the world who has ever seen that movie maybe the director worked on it too something like that uh they reference love on a leash because they need some kung pao man
1: (laughs) they just need some kung pao god they don't yeah they had similar uh, line uh, delivery on the Kung Pao. Uh,
0: they intended this, but they shouldn't have done it because it looked terrible. Lady and the Tramp.
2: Uh, yeah, oh they're my eating God. over, like, electrical wiring or bean Ugh. sprouts. We're not sure. Uh, yeah, what the fuck was that pasta? No, no, no you can't oh. go no, from <laughs>
1: that pasta <laughs> yeah. that okay, fast. Okay, so gotta here.
0: Let's explain the pasta. Okay, so they're on top of a rooftop We gotta talk about the pasta. They're they're on top of a rooftop. Uh underdog and Polly, which is like a cocker spaniel. So they're doing the Lady in the Tramp joke. The
1: classic
2: Hold on. eat
0: a meatball thing from Airplane that Lady in the Tramp yep. stole from Airplane. So,
2: yeah. So, I was about to say, like, because one thing that was kind mm-hmm. of bothering me because I'm a perfectionist is that Polly looks nothing like she does in the cartoon. Like that's not her breed of dog at all. It's a different and I dog. realized. Yeah. It's it was purely for the Lady in the Tramp reference. It was that's why, that why they picked that. Yes. Yeah, just, yeah, just 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 blew my mind. So, so <laughs>
0: typically in the Lady in the Tramp reference, they have the plate of spaghetti. One dog nudges the meatball over. They eat a, a single piece of spaghetti and then kiss. That's the joke. That it's not even a joke. That's the reference. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Right. So in this movie, they're on top of a rooftop with a plate of, like, white electrical (laughs) wires slash bean sprouts covered in ketchup, (laughs) Ketchup. with a meatball on top. No, with a tennis ball that was painted brown. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a tennis ball painted brown, because they ran out of fucking props for this, and and the dog nudges it over, and they don't even do the, like, spaghetti
1: kiss. It's just, that's the reference. Oh, the the meatball falls down and splats comically. (laughs) They spent... They spent the whole movie setting it up that that was going to be the Lady and the Tramp joke by making a character into a cocker spaniel instead of her regular breed of dog and then they put it in front of a fucking pile yeah. of electrical cables and a tennis ball
2: never yeah. has so much effort gone into something so worthless <laughs>
1: yeah right it was, yeah. it was such oh a God. fucking pathetic scene uh, uh, so the last guess... oh go ahead yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like that scene is so pathetic and just limp. It's just so done so badly, and somebody just slaps together in two seconds, and nobody gave a shit. Like they hey, just had to have the reference. to
2: Lady in the Tramp. Hey, hey,
1: it's yeah. a Disney <laughs> movie. Gotta <laughs> put in that Disney money and reference. eh? yeah, like you had to do it, and yet at the same time, you had the scene of Patrick Warburton seeing himself in a mirror and going. A good looking. Yeah. And just right. like hamming it up for like so a good. minute in front of the mirror for no reason. And it's amazing. That I cannot stress enough. There's no way any of that
2: was in the script. No, no. way. No. That was
1: entirely no. ad-libbed and it's fucking fantastic. It's all good. All of it. Oh, God. But Warburton just hams it so well every single time. Well, There's yeah. never a scene with Warburton in it that's bad, is there? I the uh, no?
0: Is the official Kronk appreciator? No. No.
2: God, it's so good. He carried the film in his back. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, this could have just been Kronk goes to the city and I would have watched this film, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. that Disney should take my ideas and pay me for them, but,
1: I mean... Oh, we, don't worry, they won't. Have, yeah. have, they won't. Don't, don't <laughs> take your ideas, but... Pay you for them? Ooh, yeah. Ever heard awesome. Everyone who worked in the Lion King would like to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. The, the same reference I like anybody that knows. Simba. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh my god! The, the one, movie, uh, Ki- the one movie that was Kimba the White Lion, was it? They took Kimba, it Yeah, they yeah. Spoke, well, I'm, yeah. I was talking
2: about how the fact they didn't like compensate anyone who worked on the originals when did the live action. Oh. oh, oh, you don't know about Kimba? I know about Kimba. I was just oh, okay. prepped into the else. Yeah. Sure. Both sure, both sure. things are awful. How about that? They're, yes. they're both terrible.
0: The yes. the one thing I yeah. didn't expect them to accidentally reference twice, by the way, is Django Unchained and <laughs> slaves revolting against their master in the south?
2: <laughs> yeah. What the
0: fuck? So there's one scene where Kronk... I'm just going to call him Kronk. I don't yeah, fucking care what his character yeah, name is in this movie. It's like Cat or something. It's Cad, which it's is Cad. actually pretty good. Dude. Yeah.
2: Well, he's from Cad. the cartoon, so yes. that's okay. what he's called. He's Kronk. Yeah. He's
0: Kronk. So, so Kronk is dressed up as an old lady, and he puts a leash on Underdog, which is somehow a choking collar, but it's just a leash attached to it's his n- regular collar.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not at all. Not even a little bit. And, and he was- pulls
0: Kronk through the city... All along the street and the roads and through things and into, like, fire hydrants. And this is 100% the, like, dragging scene from Django Unchained. And I'm not okay with that. I don't <laughs> I don't like that
1: reference.
0: No I, I don't know.
1: If there was one thing that Django Unchained needed, it was more Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I would have accepted that, yeah.
0: The the Fair. second scene was the uh, German shepherd dogs revolting against their master by plate-biting his...
2: Shirt and pants. When he end. had superpowers at the time, and probably could have done something about it,
0: he was yeah, basically... by very a,
2: gently yeah. by very gently like grabbing a
1: hem of his sleeve. One of of them was Bender. His
0: the the more I think about it, the, the one of them was yes, Bender, one of them actually. Them was that's actually Bender. really good to point that's out.
1: True. Yeah, he he did not do. John DiMaggio is a really good voice actor. No. He didn't care about no. <laughs> no, I know, I don't I don't suggest that he
2: should, but it was pretty amazing how little he just bothered to do he it. He might have he wanted liked to do something bender different, voice. but like I'm I'm guessing actually that the voice director probably just told me, hey do you bend a voice? I was like, Yeah, I could do something. Nope, do you bend a voice? Probably. <laughs> we paid <laughs> for it. <probably>. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds
0: about right. The, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I really did not like, now that I'm thinking about it more, CGI Peter Dinklage jumping around like Yoda. It looked fucking <laughs> no. awful, it's, just like the prequel Yoda looked awful. Yeah. And it, it, it felt like the same animations. It's like they just reused the Star Wars animations. Just worse because
2: they didn't have Star Wars money.
0: Yeah, it looked really weird. And, and it was like pointless. That. Like They didn't do anything with it. They didn't do anything with it. It was worthless.
2: Like they could have had like Dinklage and Underdog fighting or No, no, they never did that. Well, yeah, no, I mean
1: that that's what I was that's what we talked about before though, is that yeah. this whole movie is exactly the oh god, it was all just for nothing. It was so yeah. worthless. Like they there's so many things where they get like the cast is incredible for this film, right? Underdog, more yeah. like
2: underdeveloped.
1: Hey, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh. But like they had to spend real money on them, whether we like some of the actors, Jim Belushi, or not. Uh, um... I forgot about they...
2: Belushi somehow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is a Belushi, but uh, there's a lot whether of whether we like the actors or not. There's a lot of really high end actors in this film. Like no. they had to pay some real money to get some of these people, but yet there's just like. They don't do anything with any of them. It's all in service of nothing. Like, like Samantha this... B was in this movie, and she for
0: yeah. like two seconds. She doesn't Samantha do anything. with it Amy Adams? don't know what did she even
2: do in the movie. movie? I don't, I don't think... remember anymore. She
0: was like a principal, or she was the principal. Uh, was she? Worker. Okay. Yep. She was <laughs> the she the did, principal. She needed to do a Clint Eastwood impression for me to remember, and she didn't. So.
2: <laughs>
0: I yeah,
2: don't know. It... And actually, now that I think about it, like a lot of the names in this were kind of. But this might have actually been before some of the. Like Peter Dinklage wasn't that big a name at two thousand seven. No, was he, he wasn't. No, Samantha yeah. wasn't no, either. not him. But like Jim
1: Belushi would have asked for some money. Yeah. Like, Jim Belushi yeah. would have been like that's what I mean. Like Jim Belushi wasn't cheap, and honestly, at the time, Patrick Warburton was actually probably making a fair bit of money too. Fair. Like at at the time, Patrick Warburton would have been a pretty big get. Same with Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett was like one of the voice actors. And like Amy Adams and like Samantha B, like there's just a lot of like I, I don't think want to say that the cast is like was super super expensive, but like no. for what this movie is, mm-hmm. for how for how slapped together this movie feels and how lazy it feels, like they spend a lot of money on it for if what I, it is. If I was to make a
0: visual reference of how this movie was written and produced, I think it would be sloppy chili on a wall.
1: <laughs> Appropriate. I see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. The start of this movie, dog <laughs> does sloppy chili on a wall. He just, he just breaks a can of...
0: Hornell's Chili. Did you know that this podcast is now sponsored by General Mills Cereal and Hornell's Chili? Please sponsor us. I would take your oh. money.
2: I mean, you took money oh. from the underdog people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the voice
1: actors and the amazing talent they had, there was Jason Lee in this as well, who would have actually been uh, quite a bit of money at the time because that was right in the middle of him earning a lot of awards. Being uh, um, my name is Earl, Earl. on my name yeah. is Earl, this was like that was right in the middle. Era. Like, yeah, it was. It was at yeah. the pinnacle of <laughs> it was at the pinnacle of the my name is Earl era of television. So he would have been a pretty big get. That being said, I feel like this movie might have uh, chipwrecked his career. The, that's where he The went problem right after with this. Jason Lee, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm not gonna mention that.
0: Pun. <laughs> the problem with Jason <laughs> Lee is that every time he talked, I just heard Brody, and I was yeah. waiting for like Matt Damon and other people <laughs> to just show up and they didn't. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. This movie kind of feels like Kevin Smith wrote it a little bit, and he didn't. Parts of it do. He was clear. a ghostwriter.
1: Well, that it's just like a bunch of self that it's a bunch of
2: reverential
1: yeah. humor that just is kind of garbage and slapped that falls together. Flat. Yeah, it and feels falls like it's incredibly Smith flat. Movie. Yeah. yeah. And nobody actually really cares to act in it. Yeah. yeah like
0: could could Smith you Smith, imagine if like, they put Jay and Silent Bob in the underdog universe though? That would actually that. be... Yeah. I'd actually pretty, fit. that would
1: fit, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I I feel I feel like that's yeah, no that that would just 100% fit. Anything with Jason Lee, honestly, yeah. you can just put Silent, Jay and Silent Bob in the same movie. <laughs> it would work. It'll automatically yeah. feel correct. Yeah. Like, there's not much... Jason Lee is typecast for a reason. Like, he can't really do other movies, I feel. Not not to that I hate Jason Lee. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, every, a just... lot of actors have their places. Like, this is what they're good at. But yeah, I mean like Jason Lee is definitely like he's the guy that it you can put Jane Silent Bob to him in next in everything and yeah, that that'll work. That's the movie that he's in, always.
0: I, I think we should talk about something a little bit more positive about this film. So let's go ahead and go over the kill count. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're yeah, that's... a cat? Get it. Well, I'm not really a cat person.
2: Woof. I don't. Okay, so he can talk to the criminals, oh, but he. No oh, need that? To worry he's dead. He fucking I killed, fucking killed that guy. That man. <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to fear. I'm a goddamn murderer. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, some of them might have been maimings. They seem so, like they so, should have been kills.
1: But... So, how many people does this Underdog negligently murder? Well, there's one that he definitely murdered. Hold up. That's not... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not negligence (laughs) when the first kill is him finding a man crawling up the side of a building and he throws the man off the building! That's not negligence! (laughs)
0: Like, at least ten stories? Maybe
2: more? Negligence would be letting him fall... It's just straight murder when you shove him. Yeah, the the newspaper clipping like that showed up after that was really burying the lead when it said he nabbed local jewel thief or whatever. It was like, no, he nabbed him straight into the grave. Yeah, he <laughs> killed him. There, there was... He
1: went the... through the roof of a cop car <laughs> from like 10 stories up. Yeah. That dude was fucking gone. At
0: the very least paralyzed for life. One of yeah. the two. Oh my god, there was the mailman. He literally murdered the mailman, and a cat, at the same time, which is very Man's Best Friend. There's a lot of references to Man's (laughs) Best Friend in this movie.
2: Come on. Come
1: on, come on, come
0: on, come on! Is Underdog gonna kill the mailman and bury him under the house?
2: Why is the mailman taunting him?
1: (laughs) Whoa he's a jerk, That's right.
2: mailman, run, and dog, and never come back here again. Oh,
1: yeah. Great, two for one.
0: He did kill the mailman and oh. a cat. Uh,
1: and and a just better God. Than... God. And
2: well, it's was weird. not what I was expecting? It's weird because
0: Bishop doesn't show up, like, in a different movie, <laughs> and he's just like, Yeah, this <laughs> fucking horror underdog is out there killing people, and if you don't stop, God, Lintz.
2: <laughs> I, I really wish lance Henriksen had been in this movie if he
1: just showed up out of nowhere with a shotgun oh my god he kind of had peter dinklage kind of had the same energy yeah, as lance hendrickson yeah, did, yeah. Like, where immediately when he showed up evil urchin was just saying like yeah. oh my god peter dinklage is in a different film and that was very much the energy of lance Henriksen in man's best friend yeah. <laughs> this is entirely in a different movie the whole time. Uh,
0: there oh had to have been at God. least some amount of people that died in cars when he was flying through, like, New York City streets, causing accidents left and right. Oh, yeah. There had oh, to be yeah. a couple. yeah, blowing up
2: cars and the, stuff, The yeah. office
0: space that he went through literally every cubicle, at least a couple heads are gone. As like that, he
2: stole, that, that lady's hand was gone, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Easily. With you uh, talking about, like, the man's best friend thing, somebody needs to put in effort not us, um, to put together, like, to, it could do a, you could do a really good smash cut trailer of, like, Underdog with Man's Best Friend and just put movie. Lance Henriksen in, like, a bunch of the scenes for Peter Dinklage. You could. It would. You fit could perfect. absolutely
0: recut a trailer for that. Lance is already in a different movie in that movie. It wouldn't even matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't have the same energy the whole time. Oh. God damn it. Uh, the other thing that's very important to talk about is exactly how horny Underdog is. I oh,
1: guess is yeah. that the thing that we need to do?
2: I guess. I mean, we've got to is rate an
1: the dog. Plot
2: point. That we dog is very dog. horny. We the dog is very horny. Was it a plot point? Like nothing involving the female characters was plot relevant at all. So they set that's up a love interest cruel. thing
0: between boy. That's his name. Um, boy. Yeah. And
1: Boy who Mald- never worked again. And Molly. I just want to pause for a moment, though. Yeah, you said set up a love interest thing. Can you explain how they set that up? Oh, because I don't feel that there's. I feel like you're using the word "setup" very generously. here. <laughs> okay. because
2: they put male characters next to female characters. Yeah, l- done. Let me okay. Let, <laughs> yes. let me lay it out they, for you. Yeah. So
0: you you know how in heterosexual relationships when mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. sees yeah I've a heard woman, of those falls, oh. in, falls in love with them at first.
1: Falls in love with them at first sight and then just claims them as his own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When a man like walks down a street and then he looks backwards and sees the woman's ass and he goes, Oh, she's mine now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, all, yeah. all regular heterosexual relationships, so, yeah. Okay. So they did that, but there's also a dog, yeah, that, that's fair. Also that's a...
0: does that to the dog, but he doesn't say, Look at the chassis on that lassie because he's classy, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that, that's where I'm I, mean, I have a wife, so I know that's exactly how I met her. And, you know, I, yeah. I planted my flag and, and yeah. claimed my wife, and that's how you have a relationship. Yeah. So
0: every heterosexual relationship starts with tattooing the woman with your name so that they know mm-hmm. that they are yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, okay. so they set that
1: up uh and then oh god i hate how they did. like can i just yeah. want to i just i can't can keep that bit going i just want to go back and say that we don't agree with that no. that fucking sucked man anyways That's go exactly ahead yes. well,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: so that was that was the setup and then they like, the setup hello molly who also has girl dog i am boy who also has boy dog now we are together yeah. and then they didn't kiss and nothing ever happened
2: which, yeah. I guess, is the best-case scenario when you think about it. But... Well, I mean, they were the only women who existed besides Samantha B, so, you know. Were there women in this film? There was Samantha, Samantha- B, but... There was Samantha B and there was Molly and Polly. I don't think that there was, was a it. single
0: female officer, either. Nope. Oh, nope. God,
2: no. There was no female no. officers, there were no female security guards, at, like, the lab thing. Anyway, I don't think we criminals. saw women walking down the street or Nothing. playing in the
0: park. Yeah, I didn't think about that.
2: Well, no, there were a couple of women in the park that the camera, like, went past.
0: All the women in this oh, movie were with a, 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 yeah.
2: a male
0: in their couple, and they yes. were, like, doing yeah. something romantic, and then Underdog went by, and, like, her hair blew in front of her face or something like that. It wasn't, it was never a strong, independent woman, <laughs> you know? No. It was always woman with man in heterosexual Christian relationship. That's it. Well, so, this is Disney,
1: yeah, I mean. It's weird.
2: I didn't think Woman about that when I was... to Yeah. Not even be a plot device. Just
1: nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like there was no reason because okay, so the thing is that she gets tied up and put on the roof of the building and set next to the bomb. For no And reason. so you'd be like, oh okay, well she's the plot device because they're going up there to rescue her. But that's not it. They no. that's not the reason why they go up there and stop the bomb. No. He has a vial on the bomb that's going to let him control people and become as obedient as his dogs. Which already are rebelling against him, um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Classic so, like, like that's the plot. Like themselves. so, they <laughs>
2: she they go up there and they're like, "Oh wait, you're up here too!" Like they don't even yeah, really just realize like, oh, that shit. she's there. <laughs> well, hold like, on, they found the bomb initially because they heard her calling for help, even though he smelled the bomb earlier. Should have been found it like that, but yeah, he smells
1: it and says yeah. it's on the roof.
2: So like she's she is entirely extraneous. Yeah, he doesn't do anything about it after smelling it until he hears her screaming, though. So th- I think they were trying to like, I don't know, it's like mixed motivation. I-, I I don't really know how to explain it because they weren't thinking about how to explain it. No, I guess yeah, they could have. They literally could have cut every scene with her in this movie,
1: and it would be exactly the same. Like they could they could have just like. CGI'd her out and muted her audio, and there would have been no difference. <laughs> it would have been right? the same movie. <laughs> would yeah. have been
2: more respectful. Probably. Okay, okay, but yes. what, if,
0: yeah. what if they took her out of the movie and replaced her with more Kronk?
2: <laughs> oh yes. my god! I would yes. have. I would have liked the movie better. Just, just oh. make his girlfriend into Kronk. Just
1: yes, just, yes. I was just gonna say, can we just have <laughs> dual like, roles? Yeah, I was gonna say, why don't we just have Patrick Warburton oh, actually? Act already, as two he already as an old lady for it. That's so
0: yeah. funny. Do
2: it. <laughs> Oh, holy shit! Like I need the Kronk cut. <laughs> it has that? to be him, though. Hold on, it has to be him, though, because as we saw, Jim Belushi and the kid—that scene was uncomfortable. Oh, oh no!
0: Oh, oh no! I forgot. It. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so there's there's an entire <sighs> scene where Peter. Yeah, you take this.
1: You describe it, please, <laughs> boy. I'm glad that you're just like. Who- I thought- I was sitting here thinking like, oh god, who's gonna have to describe this? And Boyce just leaps to the rescue. Thanks, Boyce, <laughs> Jum- good job. Jumps right Appreciate on that it. grenade
2: for us. I wrote <laughs> it up, Man, I threw the grenade, hero. you jumped on it.
1: <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Good one. Uh-huh, go ahead. Describe this scene. That
2: slide is actually appropriate for us. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay, okay,
0: so... So... I don't want to huh. do this anymore. Peter Dinklage... <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage and Kronk... Um, I guess take Jim Belushi hostage, and lure Underdog and Boy to their underground sex dungeon lair. which <laughs> oh, is gonna, <laughs> gonna become relevant! Which is gonna become relevant! And then, and then they take oh. away Underdog's superpowers, give it to a bunch of German Shepherds, and leave after tying up Boy and Jim Belushi. Okay, they're gone. Jim Belushi and Boy are in the sex dungeon, which is... I shouldn't have called it that.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! You have oh, uh, you you gleefully uh, jumped on this grenade and you're doing an excellent <laughs> job. Please continue. So, yes. so
0: Jim Belushi teaches Boy how to get out of his sweater that was tied behind his back because it's the stupidest fucking thing ever.
2: Yeah.
0: And then they're both like handcuffed and and Jim Belushi's tied up. So they they do a scene, which they could have done well, of Jim Belushi helping his son get out of the handcuffs so he can untie him. (laughs) Except they put him on his lap and got a really pervy shot of just the upper part, but they're all struggling below the scene. Yeah, and Jim Belushi's facial expression didn't help. And, and he kept reaching, and it did not look good. And the no. boy's
1: leaning forward really awkwardly. Yeah, and backwards like
0: again s- after, and it's just like, I why? swear we're not looking too deeply into this. They
1: shot it like this. It was really they, uncomfortable. Like, instantly it was like, uh, shot. uh,
0: They could have Jeff- not had the kid on his lap just standing next to him.
1: They could have done, they could have done a lot of things to make this not look fucking gross. They could have kept the tight shot even and just like changed the angle slightly and it would have been okay. Okay. But, like, they went from this weird low angle, like, where it's the boy's face in close as he's leaning forward, and Jim Belushi is, like, looming (laughs) face behind it, making all these weird, like, grunt faces, and it's just... oh, (sighs) This is why
2: the kid was never in another movie. He was at the premiere and saw that was filmed, like, no, I'm not ever being in a film again. Fuck this. actually... Would make sense. gross.
0: I don't, I don't, they didn't mean it to look that way. I'm 90%. It's just like awful filmmaking, but
1: it looked that way. (laughs) It should have. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't. Like, this film is fairly, like, it's competent on the the filmmaking side of things, right? Like, I mean, like, it's the lighting's fine.
2: Like, the scenes are shot pretty decent. No, that's impressive, yeah
1: boom mic. Well, there is a boom anything, mic, but like... it's only
2: in the hilarious bloopers or in the credits. Movies, don't do that. Don't, don't make fake
1: bloopers. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, they do the fake If you're gonna bloopers, do fake bloopers, yeah. do it like
2: Thor
0: drinking coffee and smashing the fucking glass and asking for another. Something like
1: that, or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. That was just in the movie. That's, yeah, uh, yeah that was the
1: regular movie. But, yeah. like, yeah, no, the... Like, it's generally competently shot, so it's just so wild that they didn't look at this and go... Ooh. oh yeah right. they, so move that camera I, up like six inches i don't even want to speculate right. honestly that must have been their first take
2: they're like
0: it's good <laughs> yeah.
2: they didn't go back
0: because they didn't care
2: yeah I, you know I'm just, let's just hope yeah that's that was the case that was the case of all of the
1: things that they cut from this movie <laughs> they, like, they uh, decided they had to, leave to keep that in this in, in like of all the scenes because like a whole thing too where like halfway through the movie well, it's more than halfway it's like three quarters plus the way yeah. through the movie it's actually in the same scene that he's like dad you were the best cop in the city and it's like wait what was this set up and then like later on like the cops are like you're off the force like, you can't go in there kind of thing and they have like this big scene and then the mayor's like no he's reinstated he can do what he wants There is no scenes at the beginning of this movie that make any reference at all to Jim Belushi being a cop. He's just a fucking security guard. There is a
2: bit where they say you get, like, medals, isn't there? I don't remember Uh, it. I, I think they did. So
0: at the beginning, the cops are making fun of him for being a security guard instead of a real cop, which we thought was just a joke. And then, so that was a bad setup. Well, cause yeah, I mean like uh, later, that's later generally on, what they would do to
1: security guards. Yeah,
0: later on his son is like, you were the best cop on the force, the mayor gave you two awards, why'd you quit dad? Which is also a terrible setup, but it, yeah. did he do, a did setup. he do that? He did, I yeah, okay. I it must was, have missed it. while we were talking. But it's like because... a
1: throwaway, well, well, but that's a, even more of a yeah. condemnation of it, it's like a throwaway one of line from his son. Uh, they didn't randomly, show like... anything, that was the problem. They they And it feels like there was more that was...
2: Yeah, that's basically this whole film. Tell, don't show.
1: Yeah. There's some very literal uh, versions of that too where the underdog actually narrates a lot of the film. And it's pretty incredible when they have a moment of Peter Dinklage doing scientist stuff to take away his powers. And underdog just goes oh, see, now he's using this machine to take out my DNA, and then he'll replace it with a regular beagle. And he just, like, narrates exactly what's happening. Like, they don't show a single thing that's going on. They just have him
2: narrate it. Guarantee that was added in later after focus group testing. Could be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so It one definitely of the, felt like it.
0: One of the only other movies this director has ever done, period, because he's only done three yes. movies, is Quest for Camelot. And... I don't remember a single fucking thing about Quest for Camelot, so that's a pretty good sign.
2: Never <laughs> heard of it, surprisingly. I've heard of, like, yeah. everything, but that one's just completely outside of my radar.
0: I think Quest for Camelot was in that late 90s, let's do a Disney animated movie phase. And... Uh, yeah, it was 98. 98. And it was something about Excalibur, whatever, Dragon, who cares, Disney garbage. Um, I, don't, I don't actually know if it was a Disney movie, but... It's weird. I mean, it makes sense to get, like, a shitty director for some random throwaway reboot of a General Mills serial icon. <laughs>
2: Which, when you put yeah. it that way, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't pull out Coppola from retirement to do this.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder what no. the Peter Jackson cut of Underdog would look
1: like. There'd be a lot more cannibalism. Quest <laughs> for Camelot. Quest for Camelot had to do fucking gangbusters, right? No, okay, I just looked it up and it didn't. I was going to say, because, like, why did this man keep getting major roles, like, the the director? So, like, he was an animator, and then he became director for Quest for Camelot, and then he did Racing Stripes, which, like, we're talking about the cast of this one being pretty good and having a lot of money behind it. Racing Stripes, in 2005, had Frankie Muniz... Mandy mm-hmm. Moore, mm-hmm. Jeff Foxworthy, Snoop Dogg, Dustin Hoffman, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, like Steve Hardy, David yeah. Spade—like what? Like, I mean, and it's that the one, B team, but yeah, you know. but I mean, th- that would have been well, not Frankie Muniz at the time wouldn't have been. That have been huge money. So it's like, what? Like, why him? Look, <laughs> why, well, I can why, I can tell you I,
2: exactly why. Honestly, yeah. Go ahead it's probably because he was really easy to work with and he'd do whatever the studio told him. Yeah.
0: Quest for Camelot was Warner Brothers' attempt at making a Disney animated movie in the late 90s. Got okay, tracks. tracks. Uh, Underdog is a Disney attempt at making a Marvel movie in the mid to late 2000s. Right? Yeah. Incl- yeah including yeah. Budget Stan Lee at the end.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, Budget Stan Lee... When I yeah. saw him, it's just like initially, oh
1: it's like, is God. that Stanley? No, it's not, budget yeah. Stanley. Yeah. yeah, you caught him. I didn't notice it at first, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm, yep, fair. And they did us all a
0: favor by destroying the world's last phone booth, which I very yes. appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: To bring it back to the director for just a second, I actually had another uh, yeah. possible theory as to why they hired him, and I I forgot about it. I saw it earlier he is a Belgian film director. And Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if it's like kind of a Huey Bull situation where (laughs) if they're filming in like various countries, they can get around tax laws. And then just, it doesn't matter if the film loses a shit ton of money because it's just like a money laundering tax write off. Yeah, probably. It could be, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause that's entirely Huey Bull's career. That the minute they close that tax loophole in Germany, Yui bull stop making movies that was that was the thing he was entirely just a tax man
2: uh day to be celebrated for
1: eternity yeah. so
0: underdog was filmed in Providence Rhode Island
1: okay then at the not state it. house I was just thinking because racing Stripes was filmed in South Africa so it's kind of yeah. like hmm wait I just found
0: an article saying the Rhode Island governor was not amused by underdog filming <laughs> <laughs>
2: What okay. did it make Rhode Island look bad somehow?
0: I don't it uh, so. What is? They replaced the maybe he didn't like the movie of Rhode Island State House with a fictional city, and he was pissed. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! That is <laughs> well. That, that's not surprising at all. Whatever. That's the most pathetic reason
1: to be angry at this film. There's so many reasons to hate this film, and he picked the most petty. I love it.
0: The governor thinks we must be careful to preserve the dignity of our historic structures, such as State House.
1: Yeah, such as the Ooh. State House
2: of Rhode Island. Cool, dude. Fuck. God, I still. Statehouse Brown only mildly smaller than the actual state. you can't be a- be angry at the fact that they have the scene of
1: Jim Belushi walking into it in like flannel shirt that's half undone and jeans
2: past all the SWAT officers. That yeah. felt a lot more disrespectful. The fucking SWAT team in this movie, like, every, like, they are oh. the fastest response team of all time, every they time they show up. They a SWAT up. team on every street corner in Rhode Island, didn't you know?
0: <laughs> this is also why he was pissed. Disney actually deconstructed part of the state capital to put a broken, like, a floor they could break and some other stuff into it. And then they reconstructed ah. it afterwards. Yeah. So he was pissed that Disney, like, destroyed their capital for this
1: shitty They movie. rebuilt it. They were so they were outside of well it's more that he was probably annoyed that
2: like they were outside yeah. of his office and he was like doing meetings and had yeah. to deal with. Like, I noise. would have been more annoyed that they presented Rhode Island as a police state. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I, were they, uh, were they <laughs> the,
2: the SWAT
1: team's like somebody's like oh my god like there's a hostage situation and the next scene is always like five seconds later the SWAT team has it fully surrounded 20 <laughs> vans it's like jesus
0: it was an accurate representation of cops standing around doing nothing and then playing yes. military by jumping in and destroying a door just rushing into a building so you
2: yeah. know what occurs to me i don't think we ever actually finished the quote-unquote plot synopsis there's a what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's why. So, anyways, let's quote. rate the dog. So, yeah, uh, how done. do you <laughs> feel about? <laughs> Jay- yeah, we're
1: done. So how do you feel about Jason Lee as uh, underdog? What was his? Oh God, what was his action? Shoe shine. I was gonna say it was shoe something, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because in the in the cartoon, he was sh- he was a shoe shine boy.
0: I would right. say that yes. Brody as underdog. Um, the beagle's cute as a beagle, and sometimes the beagle's ear flops over, and they don't fix it, and it's pretty cute. God
2: God damn it, Jim. Well, you could've fixed that.
0: Which, I guess, is like an 11 out of 10 pretty standard beagle rating. That's
1: my rating. I love that Jim Belushi cares so little for this film, and so little for other life, that he won't even flip over this dog's ear. This fucking monster. (laughs) God. Uh, How about Uh, about you? Well, okay, so... The actual dog and Underdog. Yeah. We kind of talked about this. I mean, the dog is cute enough that the film writers and the director were able to make it say all of the racist and homophobic shit that they wanted to say (laughs) and were too cowardly to put in a human's mouth. So, there you go. That's how cute it is. It's so cute that you can make it say horrible things. Aww. All right, racist out of ten. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It it was like a, a... We had about a a 0.2 on the Chevy Chase scale. (laughs) (laughs) Can we not? Which is still way too much Chevy Chase. (laughs) You generally want to have about a negative five. So
2: just putting it out there. So my opinions on the dog are a bit mixed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was kind of cute. It did a couple of like neat tricks. Like they weren't like massive tricks, but did a couple of cute like things that it was taught to do clearly. Yeah, the rug uh, pull and stuff was good. However, the question is, do we dock points for the terrifying CGI human expressions they gave it?
0: Yes. <sighs> yeah. And the murder. There were a lot of those. <laughs> the <laughs>
1: murder's fine. The it's whatever.
0: Eyebrows. At least it was cute. I'm okay with murder.
1: the murder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why did they give but, all the
1: dogs eyebrows? <laughs>
2: yeah. It looked like the dogs were having, like, mini strokes. Yeah. Like we were talking about. Yeah.
1: We do know that all of the cutest dogs are murderers, right? Like, that's true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Greta, Mansworth—they're Bistre- yeah. they're all the all of the cutest dogs are murderers. Cujo, d-
2: delightful big d- old dog. D- what a
1: oh, what a such a big shaggy dog. Fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: So
0: I guess we should rate the best boy in the movie, and I'm going to rate Kronk a 14 out of
1: 10. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Okay. So the good boy in the movie is in fact Kronk. And Kronk yeah, said he's eh,
0: well. I don't I don't remember Kronk saying too many bad things, but
2: No he didn't. He no. just had his uh you know, we never mentioned his thesaurus. Yeah. <gasps> right, Kronk's thesaurus. You can go ahead and oh, the peas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the peas. So when the uh so early on in the movie, when underdog escapes after being injected with genetic engineering juice, uh he destroys the lab and like shit's falling down everywhere, like uh Peter Dinklage gets all burned up and Patrick Warburton's fine but his thesaurus got destroyed except for the P section. Yeah, cuz he's an idiot who doesn't understand big words, so he has a thesaurus that they set up. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so for the rest of the film, he just will randomly like drop start dropping like weird one-liners with completely inappropriate long P words because he just got it's like burned up thesaurus in his hand. It's just a running <laughs> joke and it's delightful.
1: It's a delightful quirk. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like yeah. It. Like at one point, oh god, what was the word that uh, Peter, Peter Dinklage's character used? There's this big P word, and he's like, "Wait, I think I have that one?" <laughs> he, yeah, like he starts looking for it. Yeah, starts <laughs> checking his thesaurus for it. Like, so it's we can a good. See it.
0: It's a good setup with a good payoff joke that like doesn't need to be there, and I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. And again, Patrick Warburton definitely came up with that himself. Yeah. Oh god, yeah.
1: Every single thing that's good in this movie is Patrick Warburton's fault. It's so. Yeah. This is making me depressed because it had potential. This movie could have done something. Hey, the P word. It had had potential. I got that. Like I said, this film
2: is just wasted potential, the movie. uh,
1: It's all it is. It is not like, it's not like a little funny that he does the P thing. Like Patrick Warburton really sells it. It's great. Like he's really funny when he does it. Honestly, there's a couple of scenes where I was chuckling quite a bit. Just the Patrick Warburton. Yeah, but, uh, waste the potential. All right, thank you for listening to Rough Cuts. I think we're done. We've rated yep. the two best boys in the film, Jason Lee and the much better Patrick Warburton. Yes. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for stopping in. Thank you, Evil Urchin, for uh, being yep. a wonderful guest today.
2: It was delightful coming. It was less painful than I thought it was going to be. mainly thanks to patrick warburton you picked the patrick warburton movie and i appreciate that it really (laughs) saved our ass
1: yeah big shout out to everybody who uh like retweets our stuff and sends us in emails and all that kind of stuff uh we did actually get an email from a fan not a joke this time we got a really really cool fan art for benji the hunted which is amazing if you want to see that uh you can follow us at rough cuts cast on twitter We've put it up there. It's it, absolutely fantastic fan art of uh, Benji as Rambo, and it, it rules. <laughs> and so uh, if you want to check out all those things and all the updates that we have, what the movies we're going to be doing next, you can check that out there. We've got lots of gifts and stuff from the films, all the best little scenes that we can find. And uh, we're going to have another special guest again next time, too. So we've got a few things coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: See you next time. You ever just think about Jason Lee squatting down in a park and...